Are you ready to connect? This is the Empower Connection Podcast, where we empower our listeners to connect more fully to themselves, to each other, and to something greater. We do this with the help of myself and special guests, including healers, coaches, artists, seekers, and those on a healing journey of self-growth. Welcome. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Empower Connection Podcast. This is Damodar Cordova, relationship coach, life coach, yoga and yoga wisdom teacher, and I'm here as your host. Thanks for listening. Thanks for lending some of your time to this podcast. I hope it's of value to your life. On this show, our goal is to give you perspectives, practices, tools, strategies, frameworks, stories about how you and all of us can connect better to ourselves, understand ourselves more deeply, see the roadblocks that we're putting in the way of our own selves, and to connect deeper to others, to understand others better, to understand our personal self in relationship and some of the roadblocks that we might be putting in the way of ourselves there that compromise deeper relationship, compromise the relationships that we really want, and compromise relationships that really empower us to become our best selves. And finally, we hold space for the possibility of connecting to something even deeper, deeper within ourselves. If that's spirit, soul, the universe, mother earth, the divine. And we do this by bringing on some special guests and by having some solo podcast episodes where I delve a little deeper into one specific subject for a shorter amount of time. And that's what we're going to do today. Today, we're going to do a solo podcast episode on something that I am a master of. I'm going to just say that I'm a master at self-sabotage. So that is what the topic is today self-sabotage. When I, when I say that word, or I guess it's two words made into one, what does that bring up for you? Self-sabotage. Our practice <laughs> of getting in our own way, of throwing something in our own way when we know somewhere deep inside, it's not in our best interest, but we cannot help but pulling the rug out from underneath of us. If it's in relationship to our possibility our potential in life and career and work and purpose, or if it's in relation to our relationships. Have you ever made a decision in the moment that seems diametrically opposed to your best interest? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm raising my hand right now. If you're watching a video of me, I'm raising my hand all the time. But for you, think about it. Maybe it happens all the time. Maybe it happens in big gestures or small over time, like joining a gym and getting ready to work out regularly and only going once or twice. Or saying the wrong thing in an interview so that you don't get the job that you most desire. Or breaking up with a person that you know deep in yourself is the best thing that could ever happen to you. Or staying with a person when you know deep inside that this is the worst thing that could happen to you. Self-sabotage is when our actions or thoughts hold us back from accomplishing what we desire in life. And they prevent us from reaching our highest possibility. Often self-sabotage is done unconsciously without actually realizing it. And it can show up as subtle as patterns of procrastination, fear, overworking, failure, and negative patterns in relationship. When you sabotage yourself, the behavior and thought patterns create obstacles to achieving important goals, relational goals, personal goals, I would say to achieving, achieving really what you're meant to achieve in this one lifetime. I've taught so many clients and students over the years, this phrase or this idea of getting in our own way. Now, ironically, how can we 
get in our own way if we are only one person. Well, the dynamic is this. We actually have a true self that in some of the spirit traditions we call the soul or spirit or a most authentic self that is the source of our fullest potential. But our patterns that have been perpetuated since an early part in our journey in this life as a child with our caregivers, most likely, they've created a smaller sense of self, sometimes called the ego in some psychologies. And those patterns have helped us to be accepted in this world from an early age. But at the same time, they've put up roadblocks for us actually to thrive and grow into who we really are or reveal who we really are inside. Now, this is not always the case. Some of the patterns that we have from an early age, from our small sense of self could be very positive. But for us in this podcast, we want to look at the ones that are not so positive that some of us out there might be bringing forward. We might believe that we truly desire our fullest potential and happiness that comes from that potential. But if that's the case, why do we sometimes set a fucking wrecking ball to that? The writer and philosopher, Elaine de Bottom, argues that although fundamentally we all want happiness, for many of us, it's not really what we grew up with. We want it, but we're not used to it. So we engage in self-sabotaging behaviors because we grew up in environments where happiness didn't really exist, where we couldn't give ourselves it, where it couldn't be given to us, where we felt unworthy of it. The idea and prospect of finally achieving it might make us feel frightened or undeserving, or it just might be unfamiliar because the pattern that we've created early on in life is like almost perversely, even if it's a negative pattern, our home base is what we're used to. Self-sabotage may look negative, but it actually starts from a positive protective mechanism within all of us. It's actually a developmental mechanism. So there's intelligence behind it that helps keep us safe from any potential danger or harm for our own minds and nervous system and neurobiology, what is familiar is considered safe. So this is why a lot of people who get into patterns of negative relationships and abusive relationships keep going back because it actually feels safe in their nervous system because they were used to it when they were younger, maybe in their family of origin. So an attempt to let go of this familiarity, even if quote unquote negative or bringing a roadblock to our own healing, peace and potential. So that the attempt to let go might actually trigger self-sabotaging mechanisms. So self-sabotage can look like this. When we want to make change in our lives, maybe to eat healthier or start a yoga practice or meditation practice, and alarm bells go off in our internal system saying, danger, danger. Then the brain sends a command to engage in the familiar behavior instead of the behavior that we know is going to bring us to our better self. This positive behavior that's going to bring us to our better self is actually seen as maybe a threat to that system. Because of this relationship between our personal goals and the brain trying to keep us safe, it's important to take note when this happens, to see the signs of self-sabotage. And what are some of those signs of self-sabotage? One, not taking responsibility for our actions. Sometimes we may assume our misfortunes are the result of someone else or an external circumstance beyond our control, like we might point a finger. But more often than we'd like to think, things are more complicated. We are in a dance of self and other. And we also play a part when things go wrong. So it's important to take the time and reflect on your own actions, on our own actions, how they contributed to what went wrong. So the warning is be careful not to sabotage your chance to understand yourself, to see your fullest self and potential by always pointing the finger externally and not taking a look at your own responsibility. Procrastination 
So many of us, we might avoid an important task by scrolling on our phone, by cleaning our house over and over again, by Googling a bunch of stuff on topics that are really unrelated to what our purpose is, to what we are asked to do in this moment for our goals. And this may feel productive, right? But actually it's based upon fear. It's based upon a lack of accountability and it's based upon the possibility of sabotaging our own success. Negative self-talk. If this is, re- this is related to our fear of failure, self-talk that's negative can increase self-sabotaging patterns. For instance, you might feel worried to start a new task because you have no experience doing it and you talk yourself out of stepping up to it. And negative self-talk can be something that, again, is as this will be a theme in our episode. And this is why I encourage you to maybe reach out to me or take one of my trainings to go deeper and to see like, what are some of the relational patterns that I grew up with that are perpetuating these myths, these roadblocks, these sabotaging habits. Negative self-talk is definitely one that we could see happens at an early age relative to our surrounding, to our caregivers, to what we were told that we were never good enough, that we could only be good enough if we did this, this, and this, which creates a fear inside or creates that propensity to betray our possibility by talking negatively to ourselves, being too critical and self-judgmental. Finally, giving up when things get difficult. Sometimes it's perfectly fine to let go of something. In fact, that's a practice in itself of letting go of a person, a situation that does not meet our needs. But self-doubt, whether you can succeed here, right? Self-doubt may be connected to that negative self-talk that we're not worthy of this, that we're not good enough, that it could never be okay. I'm never going to get this job. I'm never going to have this relationship that can lead to giving up prematurely and to staying stuck in familiarity, right? Never taking a chance or taking a risk, but living life at a low level, getting stuck. In relationships, there's lots of potential for self-sabotage. I'm raising my hand again. I don't know if anybody out there raise it on up, not proudly, but to hold yourself accountable for when you have self-sabotage the possibility for a great relationship. In this realm, self-sabotage is when a person uses a pattern of self-destructive behavior in a relationship to disrupt the growth of that relationship and justify the failure or negative behavior patterns that are perpetuated in the relationship, which could even lead to abuse. Researchers note that the main reasons why people might engage in such behaviors are related to their insecure attachment style. And if you want to learn more about insecure attachment style and attachment styles, check out episode nine in this podcast and look forward to a solo episode deep dive into attachment style. Attachment style, (laughs) negative self-concepts such as feeling inferior or unhealthy relationships, beliefs, and expectations that we took on from an earlier age, earlier part of our journey. People who self-sabotage in relationships might assume that their partners will eventually leave, right? Or that their relationship can't last, that it's doomed to fail. Sabotage in relationships can look like a variety of things, such as continually choosing incompatible or unhealthy partners. My hand is being raised. That's not the case right now. I'm very, I'm very, very lucky, very blessed right now. But in the past, that was a pattern of mine of choosing partners that I knew inside were incompatible because my attachment style, I was unconsciously drawn to them. Really important work, that area. Ignoring negative emotions. So this is when we're afraid to be with our emotional experience, right? So we betray ourselves. We sabotage our own self and we stay in something that's not so good because we're afraid to own our emotions, holding grudges, 
criticizing, focusing on things outside of the relationship. So starting to sabotage the relationship by when we feel unhappy or when we feel like we can't move forward in it, we look external to it and maybe do something really negative to the relationship and harmful like cheating. Or in relationship, self-sabotage can look like the opposite, being in something really good. And in that course of connection and intimacy, feeling fearful because the pattern is not something we're used to, or the pattern that we're used to is relationships falling apart. So we almost make that happen like a wish fulfillment, something that could be positive. We sabotage it from inside because we're not used to it. It's confronting and we become fearful, even though in the end, the relationship, if positive, will be good for us to continue on with. So relationship space is a really fertile area to look into our ability to self-sabotage something good, something bad, and really like make a block in our potential relationally with others, not even just lovers, but friends, family, and coworkers, bosses. Most people who sabotage relationships do so for one main reason. So this is important to, to, to know to protect themselves. So if we're starting to see that we're sabotaging, we don't want to be too critical of ourselves. We need to meet ourselves with compassion, which I'll talk about in a little bit, because really this all comes from a place of wanting to protect ourselves, And the protection perversely comes from wanting to stay in a negative pattern or wanting to stay in a space of fear. But sabotaging yourself in the end will only leave us with more hurt and disappointment and a lack of potential in relationships. So remember that. Time to step up, look deeper into yourself. And a few reasons now why we do self-sabotage. We've touched on them. Let's go a little bit deeper into those reasons. All right, so we might actively damage our own well-being, relationships, career through this act of self-sabotage. Some of these explanations are subtle or unconscious. In fact, probably most of them are, such as dysfunctional and distorted beliefs that might make you underestimate yourself or jeopardize relationships. Many of these come from early childhood blueprints that were co-created in relationship with our primary caregivers, not to place blame on them or place blame on our culture or society, which might have perpetuated them, but to just see that that's where they come from and decide if we want to choose those patterns or not. Here are a couple more reasons why we might sabotage ourselves. Control. Self-sabotage might not make you successful, but at least you're in control of the failure, right? Isn't that wild? Because stepping out into being successful, maybe we lose, maybe we don't know what's going to happen. But if we always sabotage, we know that we'll be safe in that place of failure. Wow. A fear of failure or success. I mean, it might sound counterintuitive, but you might self-sabotage from a fear of being successful as it can mean more responsibility, expectations, or work. It's also possible that you have a fear of trying and not succeeding because when you try and fail, you might ruminate about not being good enough, right? So if you fail, not only like number one, is it control that you know that you can stay in a space of failure, but you also have this idea that you're not worthy of success, that you're undeserving, that you're never going to make it, that you're too critical. Familiarity. That's a hard word for me to say. Familiar, familiarity. People truly like to be consistent and more often than not choose what's familiar over happiness. They choose, we choose, you might choose what is familiar over what's going to make you happy. This is like something you can really meditate on today. That's, this is an empower connection practice tool right here. Meditate on when you choose what's familiar over what will make you feel, if not happy, we could say 
reaching your truest self, reaching your fullest potential, uh, your purpose. Suppose you're used to being put down or overlooked or unloved or underappreciated. In this case, it might be more familiar to be uncomfortable, right? To be in situations where you are treated similarly, if it's in relationship to work or in relationship to your loved ones. And an imposter syndrome is another reason that we might move into self-sabotage. Imposter syndrome, you might've heard this term before, is the belief that we're not good enough or talented enough for something that whenever we get into a scenario that challenges us, that we feel like we don't belong here and we have to know it before we enter it, which is a loser's game. And that sounds kind of intense saying loser, but it's not a winner's game. It will never work out that equation. We have to own that imposter syndrome at some point that we, we might not know something, right? But the only way we can know it is to step into it. But getting stuck in imposter syndrome will make you feel afraid of taking a risk and that someone might find out that you're a fraud. And that goes back into our lack of confidence in ourselves and negative self-talk, low ceiling of expectations for who we are that might have come from an early part in our childhood and in our journey and the fear of happiness. Sometimes self-sabotaging is related to a fear of happiness. You grew up in an environment where there wasn't much happiness. So this goes back to familiarity. You might be afraid of being happy. It's uncomfortable. You don't deserve it. You don't understand how to be happy in day-to-day life. If you have been wondering about coaching, if you have been wondering about what is this experience of working with someone one-on-one or working with someone as a couple, I invite you to look at the show notes and schedule your first free discovery call. And you can explore what this process, what this journey of transformation empowerment is like. All right. So let's move into, as we wind this episode down. Okay. So this is a, this is, this episode is a little dip into self-sabotage. If you want to go deeper in to this little reservoir of your own possibility of, you know, frankly, fucking over your own possibility of of pulling that rug out from underneath of yourself, then reach out to me for your first free coaching session. And we can take maybe take some light into these areas of yourself with love and compassion and understanding so that we can build more resilience and more awareness. And then maybe I can challenge you as I support you to push the edges of this uncomfortability in yourself, of this pattern in yourself, so that you can start to break it and reshape it to meet your fullest potential. So to stop self-sabotage outside of reaching out for a call, which will help us go even deeper into the space, here's a couple of ways. So self-sabotage is the brain's way of telling you that you are about to leave what's familiar and go towards what's unfamiliar. And this is normal, as we talked about earlier, because it's your brain, your nervous system, your neurology trying to keep you safe. However, this might stand in the way of your goals. Here are a few ways to stop this process. And one would be to embrace the unfamiliar, right? To start to practice embracing what challenges you or unnerves you, not to win it, but to explore it, to be curious about it, to just be open to the journey. This is a yoga practice that's often talked about. And I recommend that people do things not not in a hurtful way, right? Not in a way that's going to actually, um, go back to self-sabotage, but in a way that brings them forward, like waking up early when we usually wake up late, just to see if we can challenge ourselves to deal with that uncomfortability in our nervous system and in our mental patterns. A couple others are 
to know yourself. This is a, a powerful way to fight self-sabotage. It is important to learn your triggers, identify or actually identify like with a microscope, with that light that I talked about shining into your into yourself, your self-sabotaging behaviors. You might want to take time to reflect or find patterns in your behavior, reach out to a friend who can be honest with you, to me as a coach, to a therapist, to someone who can give you more clarity. Take a look at the stories that you took on earlier in life, connect or bid for love and safety. Look at areas in your life where things seem to go wrong, quote unquote, regularly. When do you seem to kind of move into the same pattern of being stuck or not meeting what you want to meet and have in life? Just take a look at them. You may, like, for instance, you may unconsciously sabotage your relationship by detaching yourself emotionally when you realize the relationship is becoming serious. So maybe you look back and you say, oh, I keep doing that. I keep doing that. So self-awareness, know yourself, biggest, biggest thing, take it home. Empower Connections to practice tool number two, self-awareness. Everything moves from there. Practicing self-compassion. Studies show that having self-compassion is related to our ability to become more joyful, more content inside and to have more emotional resilience. When you practice self-compassion, you can more easily go from where you are now to where you want to go, especially without the trap that many of us here who self-sabotage get into of self-judgment and self-criticism. Self-compassion, big, big step. Self-acceptance. This goes along with self-compassion. Radical acceptance by saying to yourself, what happened in the past cannot be changed, but I can react differently now. By owning your patterns, but also owning that they don't define you, right? That you can let go of them and you can shift them. Give yourself that radical acceptance on both sides. And that will be very empowering in your journey. And then a reframe. One reason self-sabotage is so common is that parts of our brain are trying to keep us safe from danger, as we've talked about. And we're not going to go into the neurobiology of that, but the amygdala this part of our brain is a really is a, is a key player in this brain trying to keep us safe from danger. But when we react from that place in our brain, we're limiting our potential instead of moving more towards the front or prefrontal cortex of our brain. So try to shift the narrative from this makes me scared, quote unquote, to compassionate curiosity. This is how you can retrain the brain to become an ally instead of an enemy and stop self-sabotaging itself. And it's a cycle over and over again. Get more comfortable with your failure. Self-sabotage might come from a fear of failure or reject rejection, which will have you avoid trying hard things. Keeping your brain in that sense of I'm safe, I'm safe because trying hard things makes me feel like I'm in danger. I'm not going to be worthy. I'm not going to make it. If you don't try, I'm going to fail, quote unquote. So this is the time where we keep unconsciously sabotaging ourselves. An example of this would be in a new and happy relationship, you might be inclined to believe it is only a matter of time before things start getting worse, because that is the pattern that has protected you for years, maybe since the beginning when you first came into this world with your own family of origin. So those are a couple ways that you can start to move into and move out of your self-sabotaging patterns. And I like this term self-sabotage because it's intense. When I say it with self-compassion and acceptance, those things we just talked about as tools, it allows me to really feel more accountable because sometimes it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, I just put that off for procrastination. Oh, well, that relationship just wasn't meant to be. We can write it off very 
easily. But when we say I'm self-sabotaging, the intensity of those words calls us forward, or at least I'm asking of it for you. Let the intensity of these words call you forward and really see I am throwing a freaking bomb to blow up my potential, not blow up, like make it big, but blow up, like make it fall apart, right? Make it unable to be realized. That's what self-sabotage is. And we're all guilty of it today. Take a few moments to look into yourself, reach out for more resource with me or take one of my trainings, which I have one coming up this November so that you can see where are those areas in yourself that you're self-sabotaging and how can we move through them to the other side of your potential? Thanks so much for listening. Looking forward to seeing you next time. And as always, take a look and see where is this self-sabotaging behavior? Where is this negative self-talk? Where is this blaming? Where is this self-betrayal? How is it preventing me from connecting to myself, preventing me from connecting to others and preventing me to connecting to a bigger, deeper potential? Peace.